Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches a lot of debate right now about international students and their role in Canada. Now, BC in particular has seen a surge in international students, more than 175,000 in 2023. And while they come here believing in the promise of Canada, they face precarious situations financially and they end up being vulnerable, right? They get taken advantage of in a lot of cases. It's something that our next guest has actually been taking a look at. Dr. Dale McCartney is a professor at the University of the Fraser Valley who studies international student policy and joins us now. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me. How big of a problem is this from what you've studied? I I mean, I think it's a pretty significant problem. I think a lot of international students are really struggling um, and are definitely being taken advantage of. And I would say it's been going on for a little while. In what way? What happens? Well, I think a couple things are are happening. I think uh, there's an academic uh, issue and a sort of off-campus issue. And the off-campus issue is that international students are really vulnerable to exploitation in the work market and and housing. but on campus, there's also, I think, a, a situation emerging where schools are making, you know, there's a, it's not clear all the time to international students what kind of environment they're going to be entering, what opportunities they're going to be facing, and schools are not always prepared or willing to provide the support, I think, that students expect and, and maybe need. So what is it that happens here, Dale? Is it students come here thinking everything is great? What, what type of schools are bringing students in? Because they're not always on the up and up, are they? No, this de- that's definitely an issue. There is definitely a sector of the of the higher ed, like a p- particularly a private for profit sector that's kind of emerged in the last fifteen years that I think is not entirely on the up and up. But to be honest with you, even like public post secondary institutions that I think operate pretty honestly, they still don't necessarily do a good job of preparing students for the realities of what it's going to be like to study or what the expectations are going to be or the kinds of challenges they're going to face. And again, not to mention the fact that they're going to face huge challenges off campus too. Right. And this is something that even the federal government has acknowledged. Yeah, it has, <laughs> yeah, it has, it has recently acknowledged um, that, the, that students are facing additional challenges. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But are they going to do anything about it? And what, what could you do about it? Yeah, I mean, what to do about it is a huge question, I think. Um, and it's a really complex question to answer because this, everybody involved is really invested in international students coming to Canada for financial reasons, primarily. Although there are good educational reasons too, but I think that the the overwhelming drive is tends to be financial, and that makes it really difficult for people to talk about doing some of the things that would probably really help the students. So, for example, like cutting tuition fees would be a huge benefit to students. It's a huge challenge for them to pay, particularly students who are coming from less affluent backgrounds. It's a huge challenge for them to pay these tuition fees. When you talk to them, they talk about this as, as a huge challenge and exposing them to a tremendous amount of risk and exploitation. But of course, the the core of the system is that their tuition fees are replacing the government right. funding that used to pay for post-secondary schools. So This is what I was saying. I was about to say is that that's how universities are dealing with yeah. caps that have been sent on domestic tuition fees, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Domestic tuition fee caps, but also just the fact that the, the grants from provinces have stagnated 
have been stagnating for 15 years, but but compared to what they were 30 years ago, are, are really quite low. And so in that context, the universities find themselves constantly hustling for more income and, and international students are a key piece of that. It makes me feel as well when I hear all this is that there seems to be a bit of a reckoning coming for universities and finances in this country. Yeah, I mean, that's probably fair. I, I mean, it, there's there's a I mean, it, all of our public institutions are facing this reckoning, right? Like we've had 40 years of, of trying to find inefficiencies and, and skate by. And, and I think we're coming to the point where we have to ask, like, what are the public institutions that we want to sustain? Um, but certainly international students have put this off for a decade or 15 years or maybe longer. Like they've allowed institutions to escape this reckoning to a certain extent. And you're probably right that, that that's just delayed it, not right. stopped it. So if, they, if they're changing things for the future, how do we help the international students that we have here now? Yeah, I mean, I think a huge part of it is is being much more honest about what conditions are going to be like in Canada. I think that's a that's a major step. I think the other thing that that schools need to take on is is expanding the support they offer students with off campus issues because schools are the primary point of contact for international students when they arrive in Canada. They have many of them have very few other like local um, support systems, and so. But schools tend to not, understandably tend not to want to, for example, provide housing. But that's the kind of thing that I think schools have to take more a more serious role in. Then I, I do think we have to talk about how we want to fund post-secondary education and whether we're comfortable relying on, on this system. Right. So to say to these schools that, hey, you are reaping the benefits of this, right? You're bringing them here. You're charging them all this money. You need to do more. Sure. Absolutely. But I mean, those benefits too, like, We've drastically cut our corporate tax base over the last 30 years. You know, we've we've changed our tax regime so that taxes, tax collections are really different. So those benefits are also going to the wealthy and to corporations who are not paying as much tax as they once did. Therefore, there's not as much money for universities. Therefore, they have to look for this other thing. So absolutely, schools need to take more responsibility, 100%. But so does the government, I think. Right. That's quite the loop that you just painted there for people to ponder, I think. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Okay, thank you. That's Dr. Dale McCartney, professor at the University of the Fraser Valley who studies international student policy, talking about the situation we find ourselves in with international students in Canada, in particular here in B.C.,